What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Massamon Harf, coming to you guys with another podcast. Uh, this is episode number two. Top Today's topic is going to be how to persevere even when you're at the rock bottom. And uh, for those who haven't checked out the last podcast, please go to my website, mastermindharv.co. Once again, that's mastermindharv.co. Because I'm on the iTunes, Google Play Store, and also SoundCloud. Click the links. It's going to redirect you. Also, stay tuned uh, to the end of the podcast when we're doing a free giveaway, how you guys can get access to the travel deals that I have free for 30 days. All right? So stick tuned for that. So pretty much we're continuing the story. Uh, you know, went to Cali, had passed the testing, had a blast came on back a few weeks after that trip uh they was like you know what man mr uh, mr harf can you come on out for the interview you know we can't do you know skype or whatever we want you to come on out they want to see you in person and i was like man i gotta find some money again so you know jumped on the plane uh reached out to my mom saying hey, you want to come it will be a pretty dope trip i was only there I think this time um well, actually i was extending my stay once again so i was supposed to go from the tuesday to a thursday but we stretched it to the Friday because the flight was actually cheaper to fly out Friday morning than, than Thursday for some crazy reason. Um, so anyways, me and my mom jumped on the plane, had a blast, went out there, um, you know, visited some different sites, went to San Francisco again. And, and it was a really amazing trip. Was able to link up with uh, the, the girl from the last, the, the one I met the first time out, was able to link up with her too as well. Had a, had a pretty dope time. It Honestly, it was better the first time just because there was, you know, more things to do. There was a lot of big things happening. Like I said, it was Cinco de Mayo, the first Friday block party kind of thing. So it was like more stuff happening uh, than the second time. The second time was more like just getting away. And, and, and guys, I want to tell you something right now. Just get a hell away. Take a trip, go somewhere, just relax your mind on Woosa. I'm, I'm trying to tell you this. When you just do stuff spur of the moment, it, it can really calm a lot of the, the noise that can be happening in your life, a lot of the disturbance that can be happening. If you can just get away for a little bit, I mean, things become so crystal clear. I mean, I've never had that clarity in my mind. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, man. I really do think it is something about that West Coast air that when you're there, man, it all your problems is just disappear. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But, you know, when I was out there, I've never seen my mom this calm on her life ever. <laughs> okay, my mom is five foot zero and is like the most feistiest person ever. And she was just relaxed, happy as could be. I was like, man, if I could figure it out, I could be a millionaire overnight, figure out what's in this air out, 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 out in California. So anyways, with that being said, I had, you know, like I said, I was planning on moving, you know, assuming how the job went. I even had places I was looking at. So not only I was there for the interview, I was there apartment hunting. That's how serious I was, was about this, this relocation. I'm like, man, if everything goes good. I want to be using my time wisely. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, August come, I probably ain't going to be here no more. I'm straight. I'm good. I ain't worried. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we had the interview. Interview went good. Uh, they're like, oh, man, you know, I told him how my whole family works from there. Cause, you know, I was asking questions. How I know about the job and all kind of stuff. So I felt, I, you know, I kind of really pulled at the heartstrings. I was like, I'm going to pull up the best cars with this joint because I'm trying to move here. So, you know, after the trip, we ended up extending our stay. Man, I was excited because we were able to uh, make a trip. There was this place. It's called, uh, man. Monday motorcycles. They make this electric motorcycle. And I wanted to go visit the facilities. And you, you know what, man? I can sound like being around entrepreneurs. I, you know, entrepreneurs got to think about them. They got a special swagger about them. And we uh, ended up extending the, extending the stay, running an Audi. Nice. Never drove an Audi day in my life. Had an Audi all white joint. This was just stunning. It was great, man. Had a nice little drive. Drove to the facilities. And then we hit, you know, of course, San Francisco the same day as well. And I spoke to these guys, and just their passion for, you know, where the idea came from, why they were doing it. it. It just was like, it touched me, man. It really did, man. When you're around somebody or a group of people, they can take an idea 
draw it on paper, and then you literally see the stages, the, the version one, two, three, the final result, how they went, I was able to get the money, uh, the funding for, for the bike that they built. It, it just, man, I don't know, it touched me, man. It, it, it really did. This is why I love to surround myself with entrepreneurs, because it doesn't matter how big the freaking obstacle is. Entrepreneurs can always find a way. Man, man, we need $2 million. We're going to find a way to get it. Oh, man, this, this has never been done before, but we're going to be the first. They don't, oh, we got set back or we had some delays. They don't let it get to them. I, I, I really love it, man. It's, it's, I just wish more people think thought like that. I had that kind of thought process. Oh, the relationship didn't work out. I'll keep on pushing through. Me something better. If, if more people had that mindset, the, the world would be a much better place. But anyways, I'm, get, I'm getting off topic. So went to the facilities, rode the bike, had a blast, took some pictures. Um, they put me on their social media site. It was pretty dope. Uh, told me about my podcast I was putting up. So, you know, that was pretty cool as well. So anyway, so yeah, I, um, you know, it was, it was great. So they put me on social media, uh, you know, had a blast with that. Um, drove to San, San Fran, and man, I tell you, San Francisco, if you ever driven to New York, imagine that, but scaled down. That's how bad the traffic is. Um, and I was like, whoa, I was not prepared for this. No wonder my friend didn't like uh, working in San Francisco. It was just too busy. But, you know, I had a, I had a blast. I went to go visit Coit Tower, uh, where you can see uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Bay Bridge as well, um, and all the other little sites uh, near Alcatraz, all that kind of do, do jazz. And it was, it was a really uh, pretty cool uh, experience. Um, to say the least, visit a little pizza place that's like a popping spot there. Uh, that's pretty, pretty cool, too, as well. So, you know, after that particular brief trip, you know, he's back on the plane, uh, flew back. I'm trying to tell you, the moment we came back, that's when the crap started happening. We touched back down. I kid you not. I, I'm trying to take the air. Mom started zapping out over nothing. I was like, man, I'm trying to tell you, man. West Coast is where people need to go. Just go, relax. You'll forget about your problems. You come back, they may reappear. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. And, um... So anyway, so, you know, we came back. I'm excited. You know, they said by next Friday, I would know. Well, next Friday came. I ain't had no call. I'm just like, eh, maybe they forgot. I hit them on Monday. Monday come. I don't hear nothing. Like Tuesday. I was like, man, I probably didn't get the job because, you know, I've been here before. You know, if a job wants to hire you, they're going to call you. They'll probably call you the same day I get a job on the spot. So I reached out, called, you know, sent an email, finally get that little generic email back on like the worst day possible because at this particular day, I was actually training somebody at my job. You know, I come back, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm about to be in Baltimore no more. I'm gone. Woo-woo. About to be West Coast, baby. Cali, you know, Baltimore to Cali, change the zip codes. I, man, I was ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't foresee the what if you don't get the job aspect. So I read the email, generic email. You know, we chose another candidate. And I was just like, man, it was like somebody just took my heart, ripped it out my chest. <laughs> right? That's how I felt. And I had to train somebody that day. And I just couldn't even train this guy. I was like, look, man, hey, something just, I got some bad news. Um, just, just chill. We're going to get paid. You're going to get paid for doing nothing. Basically. I can't train you today. Uh, I'm just mostly not there. Cause I'm a very mental person. And once my, my heart, my mind gets attacked, it's kind of like, I'm just off key. You know, I don't know what to do. I'm just like, Oh gosh, I'm in a dead space. And I just was like, man, I didn't know what to do. I was like, Whoa, okay. I'm not moving. And it was just crazy because when I came back, the world had literally changed beneath my feet. It was like that moment when everything you wanted started just to happen one by one, by one by one. You know, the kind of woman that I like to attract, I'm attracting these types of women. Um, people are getting me different, but in a good way. And then just boof, everything blows the hell up overnight. And I was like, man, is that what it feels like to be on top and then at rock bottom again? It, it, you know, is, is that what it feels like? Because that's what I feel like I'm going through. Everybody start acting different. Because basically when I was relocating, the jealousy came out. When I was about to do better for myself, people started to show their real colors. And the moment when it didn't happen, that's when that crab mentality came back. Oh, you, you stuck with us, man. Oh, wow. You thought you was going to be going to Cali. Ha. Huh? You know, you was acting so boisterous. That's why you ain't going there. That type of thing. 
And I was like, man, this is this is crazy. This is heavy. You know what I'm saying? Taking a line out of uh, Back to the Future. You know, this is heavy. And I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I was like, did I do something wrong? Am I not deserving? What happened? You know, then you start asking all these questions and playing out scenarios in your mind. Then your mind becomes your enemy or become your prison. And I was like, man, all of this stuff that has happened, the experience that I had, what was that? Was that like some sick game? You know, like what, what the heck was that? You know, and I, I just didn't know, man. I got like a, like a slight depression, so to speak. And, you know, some of my viewers are probably saying, man, it was just a job, bro. Why are you mad? But it's the possibility of when you have an, a, the ability or the chance just to start over. Could you imagine right now if you could hit a reset button in your life? What would you do different with it? If you had an opportunity, opportunity where you could just become a new, become a new person, become a better person, have the inspiration to do the things you've been wanting to do in a different place. Because, you know, you live in a different place. You got no choice but to get out and do stuff. You're not going to sit in an apartment or sit in the house, not not be busy. You're going to be more eager to let me go do this thing. We go to this activity. And what's going to happen? You're going to meet more people because you're refusing to stay stagnant and being lonely, basically. And so when the opportunity just kind of blew up, I was like, man, this is this is crazy. Like. You know, what I'm supposed to do now? Back to the same job that I don't like, being miserable, not making no money. Guys, I was making twelve fifty. I I I'm a real dude. I'm gonna keep it real. I was making twelve fifty. You know, I had the side businesses and they were, they were doing pretty well, but that main income just was like not nothing. So, anyways, I come back, I'm upset, I'm depressed. Everybody was just devastated. I mean, everybody was like, I cannot believe they didn't hire you. Like, I cannot believe that. And maybe because I lived in Baltimore and they were trying to figure out, well, how is this dude gonna relocate, you know. Four hours across the country, four or five hours across the country. How was he going to manage all of this? So I, I, I really don't know, even though they knew from Jump Street that I lived in Baltimore. They already knew that. So I just thought that was just some sick game twisted thing, man. It was just it was sick. Um, so with that being said, you know, the, the man of faith that I am, I was like, you know what? Everything in life happens for a reason. And maybe it was, that was just an exposure to the release that I needed, that that relaxation that I needed to get my mind on other things, to realize that, you know, better can come. But this is a preview of what's to come. It's the, it's the prelude to the change in my life, you know. And, and a lot of us out here are going through these preludes, these little introductions into a better way of living, you know, because I'm sure I'm not the only one going through some mess. Like I said, the last couple of months, man, a brother been going through it. You know, can I just be real with y'all? A uh, brother been going through it. And it's like, it's just every day, every single day, you got to put in your mind one foot in front of the other. Just one more day. Just one more day. What I'm going through is not going to last forever. It's just a temporary thing. Not becoming a prisoner of your own mind, not allowing the, the adversities to hold you back and weigh you down, but pushing yourself through. And I was like, man, we can oh, we can get this together. We can make it through. This is just a temporary thing. I mean, I'm working in a neighborhood, you know, working on a school where like people are getting shot left and right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could walk out of this construction site and get shot. That's how bad it was. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, they got me working in one of the worst areas in town. Yeah, they're trying to build a school or whatever, but this is a bad area. You know, what is, what is going on here? The job ain't paying nothing. They ain't no, you know, try to get more money, can't get more money. Stuff that's going crazy. But like, once again, like I said, the rock bottom and how to persevere. Even at this low state, mentally, I was drained. Emotionally, I couldn't take it. Questioning every single thing. I still had a support system. And, and, and that's how, when you're going to this point, you got to have the support system. So my cousins came to me once again, always there. They said, yo, Harvey, you know, we got something for you. One of them works at a um, financial uh, educational tech uh, uh, company as a missions counselor. She's like, are we hiring? Man, you started 50000 I was like, started 50000 Hold up. It's the same money I would have made out Cali. Yo, okay, I'm listening. 
Gave me the information. I applied to that. My other cousin's like, look, check out, check out the job. Still construction, but you got all the certs. You can make way more money. I went. Went for the interview. They wanted to hire me. Like two days later, I got I got the uh the the letter. Hey, we want to hire you. So after I had the interview, the um the it was weird too. For the other place, it was like an online kind of thing. So it was like the, the strangest thing. I'm sitting in the in, in the office and I'm like got a little shirt on and I'm like trying to ask these questions because that needs to be recorded. And once you re- they they go, you go. Like you can't start over or nothing. So <laughs> they was asking some questions. I I honestly didn't even know the answer to. I was just like, man, what do I say? I just made something up. And I was like, I didn't even take it seriously, to be honest with you, because I, I, I didn't want to work in the office again. It's been like four years since I worked in the office because, you know, you got office politics. It's like high school. It's caddy. I didn't have time for that. And surprisingly enough, they wanted to interview me in person. I was like, wow, this is crazy. So, I, like I said, I didn't take it seriously. I went to the, to the office. and I was like, man, this place is lit. It's like, you know, freaking Google on steroids. It's like, it's like a true millennial uh, kind of space. And I tell you the funniest thing, man, life has a funny way of just tapping you on the shoulder. I'm in the line getting breakfast, right? Um, then I got bacon, omelets, all that stuff. I'm in the line getting breakfast. And guess who I run into? I run into my old college roommate. He was like, hey, bro. Um, and it was so funny because he didn't even recognize it was me. He's like, hey, bro, uh, I had a college roommate that used to get a lot of bacon. He reminded me of him. And I said, yo, Mike. Is that you? He was like, oh, man, what's up, man? It was the craziest thing. I, I literally run into my college roommate, like, in the line, <laughs> getting bacon because he thought it was somebody else. So it, it was just great. He's like, you know how you hear about the job? We're going to get to talk and say, hey, man, for an interview. He's like, man, you got this, man. They, they hiring everybody. This company's hiring over 400 plus people because they're expanding so rapidly. All right, because the technology that they have for these online uh, master level programs is just revolutionary, right? So... I go for the interview, you know, I had three interviews in one day, felt pretty good about it. You know, I'm, I'm good at selling. I'm good at selling myself. This is what I do in my spare time. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I get a call. I was like, man, I ain't hear nothing for a minute. I'm like, well, probably didn't get this one either. Whatever. I got the construction job still. So I was supposed to meet with one of the directors. I didn't meet up with him. Um, and then uh, I get a phone call back. The lady was like, oh, we're going to um, call. We're going to do an over-the-phone interview on Monday. I'm like, all right, cool. Monday come. I get an email saying, oh, they, you know, the position's no longer available. If you want to keep your application in, we can keep it in. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, then I said, I had the construction job. I just told the guy, you know, he sent me the offer and everything. I said, I sat on it for a little bit. I was like, man, the hell with it. I'll take it. So I sent it in Thursday, Thursday night. But something told me, guys, sometimes you got to go with that intuition. Something told me just to wait till Friday. But I ain't listen. So I went ahead. Submitted that joint like around like 10 o'clock, signed the paperwork, scanned it back in, sent it to him. And then I kid you not, Friday, I'm at a construction site. You know, I, I got a lot of some little friends at the site, so I'm talking to them about what's happening. They were like upset that I didn't get the job, but I told them about the other offers. It's like, man, look, okay, you lose one job, but even I'm getting two other offers that pay, pay better. Like, this is crazy. Like, wow, talk about a, a 360, right? So, once again, the perseverance through the rock bottom. So, I, um, I, I'm leaving lunch, I'm gonna go home for lunch today. So, I'm driving home, I get a phone call. From the place they said they had no job openings. I picked the phone up. I said, hello. She's like, um, Mr. Harvey, you have some time to talk. I'm like, yeah, sure. She was like, I don't know what happened. Um, but we got a position available for you if you want to come on in. So I'm st- in shock. I'm John, like, oh, okay, cool. That's great. Like, <laughs> not really fate. It hasn't sink- sunk in yet. And I was like, oh, we're not going to come back in for an interview. She's like, no, Mr. Harvey, you don't get it. Like, you have the job. Like, we want you to start in, in a week and a half. I was like, oh, snaps. Like this. I was like, oh, crap. I mean, I didn't. Told the other job I was gonna, I was gonna start the same day. Like both of these jobs started on the same day, man. That's how crazy that was. So I was like, okay, cool. Went home, signed the paperwork. She's like, just look for an email, and I will send an email when you, you know, everything you got to get done. I was like, okay. I could, guys, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. 
you, you got to understand something. Just two and a half months ago, I had one of the highest moments of the year. Of the year, guys. I mean, I was doing traveling all year, but of the year, this was the highest moment of my life because so many things was coming full circle. All the things I wanted, all the opportunities I wanted, the women that I wanted, like it was coming. And I was like, man, this is fantastic. And then poof, gone. And then around again, another opportunity is coming. I was like, man, that's just the power of positivity, man. That's the power of perseverance. That's the power of never, never giving in. Never once again becoming a prison in your own mind. Seeing yourself through that rock bottomness. You know, and I was like, wow, this is powerful. So I, I you know, told the other job, you know, and the guy was, was kind of like, you know, I guess he was a little upset because of the cert. I, like I said, I have a lot of qualifications, which they want because they don't got to pay for it. But I was like, you know what, man, this, this, this construction thing is, is not for me no more. So I switched gears, went in, um, started with, I had a big class, met some people, connected with some folks, sit in the same area as my cousin, which is kind of funny, you know, was able to see my roommate more. And I found other people there that I knew. So it was just it was just crazy. Like I was like, man, this is this is great. But but guys, at this moment of my life, as far as job wise, you know, I have never felt so satisfied. The, the job is so amazing to me. I don't even have to drive my car to work no more. Before I was driving my car all over the place, I can literally take either the Amtrak or the Mark train right to work, get off, and walk five minutes up the street. I'm at work. I, I I've never had that ability to to use you know like the mass train to, to go to work really because like the jobs that I've had I you know I'm, I gotta be mobile. And I was just like, man, yo, just think about this. A few months ago, man, <laughs> you was on a, a high going up, baby. The, the rocket ship was taking off, blew up mid-flight, you had a bailout. And now you and another one going on up. If that ain't, I mean, I tell you, ain't the power of God, I don't know what is, man. If, if it truly isn't, you know, and, you know, like I said, that I was like, you know what, what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to plan a trip. I'm going back to California because I'm going to L.A. this year, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to L.A. because I have to start 2018 differently. You know, I have to spend the holidays this year differently. You know, I started getting in my mindset of what am I trying to accomplish? How do I want to help people? What message do I want to get out there? Because I understand a lot of us are going to this rock bottom scenario. And, you know, one thing I can say is that there's this memo on the Internet, guys, where this little girl, she's holding a tiny little teddy bear. And then there's God or Jesus uh, or Messiah, whatever you believe in. He's standing there with a much bigger one behind his back. He got his hand out saying, just give it to me. Trust me. Now, the guys, now pay attention to this. Trust me. We all are like that little girl with different things in our lives. Whatever it's jobs, uh, career choices, starting a business, relationships, uh, friendships, things like that. We all have the little girl in the teddy bear scenario where we rather... Hold on to the teddy bear with the missing leg and the one eye. Then to give it up to get something better. We rather hold on to the thing that's causing us the most grief and the most pain and the most suffering instead of letting go. Because you got to understand the space, that time frame between letting that thing go and not having it hurts more than having it. Oh, I know I'm hitting somebody with this part. You know. Talking to that girl or that guy that, you know, they playing with your feelings, they playing with your emotions, talking and entertaining everybody else but you, you know, use you as the crutch. And you rather entertain that because that pain hurts less than not having them there at all. That's the craziness of the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the craziness of it. 
You had to be at that dead end job that offers no room to grow. You ain't never gonna get a promotion. Every single day you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears to a company they ain't never gonna reward you. But instead of taking that moment and releasing yourself from that teddy bear and saying, you know what, I'm gonna go out on faith and I'm gonna go apply for something better. I can take a moment of not having something. That is more scarier than not even moving up. That's crazy to me, man. And, and when I realized that with myself, I was like, man, Harve, you do this in a lot of areas in your life. I was willing to stay at a job that I didn't like. Damn near. Because I was scared of taking the risk at one point. But sometimes opportunity, it comes knocking. Whether if you open to it or not. Sometimes that blessing comes knocking. I'm going to tell you guys one thing like this. When the fall comes, fall is one of my favorite times of the year. Not only because the leaves change and they're beautiful, but if you pay attention to the process, when fall comes and the trees, uh, if you live in the deciduous forest area, you know what I'm talking about, and the trees, uh, leaves start to change, that tree knows when to shed the dead weights. And if it doesn't shed that leaf, what happens? Whew, the wind comes and blow that leaf off. What's happening to a lot of people right now, you're going through something, you can't shake the dead weight. You can't get rid of the little broken teddy bear with the one leg and the one eye. But what happens? That wind come by snatching out your hand. You have to go through that point of not having it. You have to go through that point of knowing what it feels like to be almost empty completely. Devoid of the thing that's holding you back because that little teddy bear ain't never going to be the big one. That leaf that's still hanging on ain't never going to come back alive. But what happens in the spring? The buds start to grow. That tree is barren for only but a couple of months. And then when spring comes around, the birds start chirping. Love is in the air, as they say. And then the little buds start growing in the little trees. And by the time the spring showers come, the leaves come back out again. The flowers start to grow. That's how your life can be. The moment that you're going through now, and guys, I'm telling you this because I'm going through the same thing in my own life. That the, 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 the emptiness, it can be a void. Remember this, the beginning of the tunnel is the darkest point of the tunnel. You can't see the other end of it. You just don't know. You just know if I put one foot in front of the other, I can make it through. You can't see nothing. All you can do is just touch the side of the wall. So I just know, keep going forward, keep going forward. I'll get there. I don't know when, but I'll get there. Keep walking forward. Soon you get to that midway point, you can see a little bit of light. Just a little tiny little bit of light. Now you know you're walking in that right direction. Rock bottom doesn't always mean rock bottom. But what happens when you're on the ground? You can appreciate where you're at. You can accept where you're at because you remember, I never want to be in this place again. That silent moment, that void moment is what's going to separate you from being successful your own uh, prison cell and becoming depressed. That guy or that girl that you've been trying to date and entertain or whatever, and if they didn't, you know, they, they moved on with somebody else, that void. Sometimes they say that the truth, the truth, it hurts. It, it really does. But it shall set you free. The truth of me not getting that job, it hurt. I didn't think about it. I was like, man, I got it. It hurt more than it, it really did anything else. But I never gave up. Because I said, one job was willing to offer me $50,000 plus a year. Another job can offer me more. But you have to keep pushing forward. You have to want better for yourself. You know? And it was, I was actually listening to a, um, a video where Jim Carrey had said that he wrote a check for $10 million. And I think 1987. Gave himself, five, gave himself five years to get it. 
He put that check, folded it up, signed it and everything. Had it in his wallet everywhere he went. And then five years later, he made $10 million from the movie Dumb and Dumber. That's the law of attraction. You take a low moment and you use that for fuel to drive you forward. You use it to fuel the passion, the desire to drive. Because the bottom can only be the bottom if you allow it to. Because at the end of the day, we all have the power of free will. We can choose to entertain people or not entertain people. We can choose to have the void hurt us and take us out and have a big hole in our chest and our heart. Or we can use that and fill it on up and move forward. Saying, you know what, I learned from this moment and I'm glad it happened. That's what you have to do. Every single day, your goal should be to be better than the person you was yesterday. Don't worry about nobody else. Put the blinders on. You know the folks that become successful, they don't worry about nobody else. They're not worrying about Jim Joe, Mary Ann, Bethy Lou. They ain't worrying about none of them people but themselves. They worrying about me. Numero uno. That's what they're worrying about. And they get focused. What if you want to start your own podcast? What if you want to get on YouTube? What if you want to, uh, you know, maybe you want to cook your own soaps or whatever. That thing that you was given, you was given a gift that don't nobody else can do. Except for you, the way you can deliver, the way you can inspire, nobody else can do that except for you. And by you choosing not to do that, you are devoting the world of the blessing that you can provide. Don't let the teddy bear, the small teddy bear hold you back. Let it go. Let it go. Because the moment you let it go, that's when the breakthrough can happen. That's when you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, say, man, hey, I don't know how we got here. It didn't feel too good, but we're going to move forward from here. And that's what I have been learning literally, literally the past couple of months. You don't need to be motivated to do anything. You just need a reason to. <laughs> if the reason is, hey, man, um, and I want to get in shape, but I just don't feel motivated. Well, what's the reasoning? You know, maybe you're on medication because you're overweight. Maybe because you don't like the way you look. Maybe because you grew up a size and go and go pants and you mad. That's the reason why you should be in the gym to lose that weight. Think about how better you would feel if you lost the, the few pounds. You got back down to that size, whatever size that is. How much better you would feel. You know, you got to love yourself first, right? And the moment you love yourself, other people are going to pick up on it. Think of your body as a magnet. That what you, what you, how you act and how you tune yourself, the, the frequency you tune yourself to, you start attracting all those things. If you're in a depressing state, you attract depressing ideas and depressing things. If you're an angry person, anger keeps coming your way. You know, matter of fact, I listened to a DJ Khaled interview. And man, it, it just, it touched me, man. It, it really did touch me. This is why I want to, I'm doing a podcast the way that I'm doing them now. And he said, man, look, I had all these plaques, all these awards featured on everybody's song, but I wasn't happy. I told my wife, my queen, that I want to have a family. You know, I'm going to buy this house. So in case of anything go wrong, we have a place to live. We got a pool out back. We got a grill we can cook on. All of these things. He said he took two months away. From the world. He was like, you know, I was on Snapchat. He's like, that's <laughs> like what he said. He's like, I didn't, even know how to, I didn't even know how to use Snapchat. I was just on Snapchat. I didn't know that when I was sharing stuff, everybody else was watching it. I didn't even know that. But I was talking to myself. I was meditating to myself. You know, he says, yeah, major keys and all that. You know how DJ Khaled talk, right? And he was like, I was just talking to myself. I was just recording my, these things as I was going through. And, you know, one day his phone broke. I think he was jet skiing or something. <laughs> he broke his phone. And he goes into the Apple store to get another, another phone. He's like, I went in there and all these people in there, like, like 5,000 people in the store. I'm like, man, is, is Justin Bieber, is Justin Bieber around? Like, what's up? He had no idea 
that and when he was on his Snapchat sharing stuff, that it was public. I mean, it's funny when you think about it, but he didn't know. And everybody in the crowd is saying, Major Keys, yeah, you know, y'all be the uh, motivation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know the stuff that DJ Catalyst says, right? And he didn't know. And, and by him helping himself through, he helped other people through. That's the power of self-medication. Sometimes you got to find that outlet, you know, you're going through something. Just get on a YouTube video and just talk about, you know, going through a breakup. This is, this is what I'm dealing with type of thing. Oh, I just, you know, lost my job. This is what I'm dealing with. It's better to document the process than the way you get through. You know, at times they say you should never talk about something until you get through it because you know how to get through it. That, that's great, too. I, I do believe in that. But sometimes somebody else is kind of in the midst of it and they kind of want to hear that, you know, uh, they, they kind of want to hear that, man, John Doe's going through the same thing that I'm going through. Wow. Okay, I'm not alone. That's motivational. That's inspirational. That's going to touch somebody. You know, and, and like I can say, man, if you guys don't have a mentor, find a mentor. Sit down with a therapist or somebody. Somebody that can give you unbiased opinions about the things you need to do. Align yourself with the things that make sense. Because I'm telling you this thing right now. There's nothing like having somebody that's been through it and done it. They can help guide you through. So I want you guys to take from this podcast today is that. It's okay to be at the rock bottom. Be comfortable with the rock bottom. Sometimes things can go in your way and sometimes they'll take a turn for the worse. But even in the midst of the storm, peace can still be found. Even in the midst of certain situations, learn how and when to let go. Don't be the little girl with the teddy bear, once again, with the one leg and the one eyeball, stuffing popping all out of it and everything, and too afraid to let it go because of the emotional and sentimental attachment that you block your blessings from a bigger one. And this teddy bear can be a reflection of whatever you're going through. It can be, like I said, you're in a relationship with somebody that a man or woman ain't treating you good and somebody could do better, but then you're refusing to, to, to let that person try because you want to stick with, with so-and-so. Um, like I said, you're entertaining somebody that you don't need to be entertaining, that they will never give you the love that you deserve. Because, guys, we only live one time. How much time of your life are you willing to waste on the wrong things, on the things that bring you nothing but pain and grief? How much time are you willing to waste on those type of things? When there's something or someone that can bring peace and joy into your life. There's a group of friends that can bring joy into your life. But you want to hang around the same people that can't do nothing but bring you down. Make you upset. Make you get involved with things that you want to be getting involved with. The little teddy bear. Remember, the little teddy bear is going to be a little teddy bear. It's never going to grow into a big one. The leg is never going to come back. The eyeballs are not going to magically appear. It's going to continue to, deter to deteriorate. More stuff is going to come out. It's going to start to become uh, more of a, a hassle then it is going to not offer any benefits no more. So letting go of that and just staying still in that moment. There's a few people that I follow on social media. There's one girl I remember in particular. I think her name is Brittany or something like that. And, I, you know, she just motivates me. You know, I get motivation from different types of people. And, you know, she talks about her process of all the things she dealt with. And, and this girl, I remember she was, you know, she was a little bit bigger, lost all this weight. And she said, the moment my life changed, is the moment I became in love with myself. Trust me, there are a ton of people out here that don't love themselves, man. They don't believe in themselves. Don't think you're the only one. A lot of people deal with this. And she feels like, you know what? I lost a lot of things in that, in that moment in my life. When I became in love with myself and when I put myself first, that's the moment Everything in my life started to change. That's the moment all the, the stars started to align. She attracted this. Uh, she got a boyfriend now. Very handsome young man. Uh, she's doing big things in her life. She does a lot of motivational uh, appearances and, and help the youth and stuff. Doing a lot of big things in, in, in the community. 
And but it's because he took that time to suffer by getting rid of that small teddy bear, whatever her small teddy bear situation was. And that's what you have to do. It's okay to let go. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. Those things are okay. What is not okay is holding on to the things that's causing you the grief because you refuse to realize that you deserve more. At the end of the day, what is for you will be for you. Nothing can stop that. But you can either speed up that or you can delay the process by attaching yourself to the things you don't need to attach yourself to. And I hope you guys are hearing the message today because I know somebody out there needs to hear this. You deserve more. And whatever that may be, you deserve more, uh, more. Whether it's love, compassion, finances, success, happiness, joy, wh whatever those things may be, completeness, you deserve more of it, more of it. But you can only attain it if you get rid of the things that's holding you back. If you can get rid of the things that's causing you nothing but grief. That at that point in time, I tell you, at that point in time is when the blessing can happen. At that point in time is when you can be restored and renewed. Because remember, remember this, a lot of us are on this path. We're on this dirty trail, get smacked in the face by branches, tripping over stuff. Can't seem to find the end. Once again, the tunnel. Don't know where it's at. Just know if I keep moving, I'm going to get there. And I guarantee you this. At one point in your life is going to come. You're going to say, man, I'm so glad I got rid of that small teddy bear uh, thing that was holding me back because I wouldn't have been at where I'm at today. I'm appreciative for that moment because at that moment is when the light bulb went off. At that moment is when the fire was literally my butt and I kept on going. Because like I said, we have the power of free will. You can choose to continue to suffer, beat yourself up, cry yourself in the river, cry me a river. Keep crying if you want to. Or you can push yourself through by cutting off the ties to the thing that's caused you the grief and move forward in the time or moment when you need to be focusing on yourself. Because that at that moment, and it may last a year, it may last six months, heck, it may last three months. That little bit of point where you put you first and foremost is when the magic can happen. Because this is what's happening. You've got a lot of noise. You know, when everything is going great, it's a lot of noise. You're, you're seeing success in all aspects, you're in a happy relationship, job's going great. That's, that's still noise. You're traveling more. But it's when you're in the worst point in your life. Why do you think a lot of artists make the best music when they're going through a, like a heartbreak or some badass scenario? They make the best music, man. The best stuff. Why? Because you're forced to deal with the feelings and the emotions. That's what this moment is for. That little bit of time. When you focus it on you, man, you in the thick of it. Mm. You are in the thick, like you stuck in quicksand. You're in the thick of whatever it is that's bothering you. After the breakup, you know, you in the thick of that, that pain, that, oh, my God, I can't believe this. But you become stronger. You become better. I'm not saying build an ice box around where your heart used to be, you know, Colonel Marion. You don't need to do that. As my mentor says, it's easy to open up than it is to close up. Whatever is hurting or putting you through something, you don't need to close up. Open up more. Embrace what's happening. Become one with it, but become better. Learn from it. Develop your wit tactics. Develop your level of intuition and persevere through. Because once you punch through to the other side, that's where all that, the beauty is going to happen in the growth process. It can either last as long or as short as you allow it to happen. Because remember, nothing can break you. 
The only thing that can break you is the stuff that you put in your mind. You could create scenarios in your mind that's like that's never happened yet. You could create all this stuff, it's crazy. But you have the power to control that. You have the power to say, you know what? Two years from now, I'm gonna be a millionaire and this is what I'm gonna do to get it. You know what? Um, six months from now, I'm trying to put, you know, four videos a month. I'm gonna keep dropping content every single day. I don't know what I'm gonna be talking about, but I'm gonna be dropping content. I'm gonna get a journal, I'm gonna write in every single night. I'm gonna read books, I'm gonna try to read 12 books a year. You know, or whatever. You can control those things, but you first have to want to do better. It's not going to just happen because you wishing you will it. Oh, it's going to happen. No, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the effort. So at this point in your life, like I said, get rid of the little teddy bear. Because I'm trying to tell you this right now. Man, woman, child, grandma, whoever. The moment you let that thing go, like I said, I just got to keep drilling this point in. The moment you let that thing go, match. And that bigger blessing comes, you're going to be like, man, why I ain't do it sooner? <laughs> you know, that's what you're going to be saying to yourself. Why didn't I do it sooner? But I'm glad. What if you're a woman out there in a, in a bad relationship, bad friendships, your guy, bad relationship, bad friendships, cut them off. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you got people in your corner that's not supporting you, oh man, you want to do one of those things, or you want to get involved in cryptocurrency scams, or you want to get involved in network marketing scams, you want to start your own business, that's crazy, you're going to be broke before you can become successful, cut those people off. You got friends that don't never want to do nothing that you like to do, but then you got to go out to all the events and do the things they like to do. Cut them off. Yeah, you may not have no friends for a moment, but would you rather have friends that don't like to do the things you like to do or not have no friends at all? Because you, you basically don't have no friends. You were already there. Now you got to commit. You know? You want to have people in your life that don't support the things you want to do? Got the most to say, but can't provide no value? Cut them off. You'll be better without them. Because what's going to happen now is you got room in your life. You have, you have spaces to fill. It's like you got a basketball team. You're building your squad. You, wanna, you think you're going to have a bad team and get, and get to the, um, the NBA? Why do you think teams cut people? They trading people. Because the people they got can't deliver. If we're trying to get to the championship, we need the best of the best. That's, that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You have to create the best of the best scenarios for yourself to get to where you're trying to go, to your championship. What if it's to get featured on um, some magazine? What if it's to get your book on the New York or the Amazon bestseller? What if it's to get featured on TV? What if it's to have your own restaurant or, or your own coffee shop or whatever it is that you're trying to do? It is only going to happen if you surround yourself with winners. It's only going to happen if you surround yourself with different people. I'm telling you this right now. Getting out of the comfort zone is the most uncomfortable thing to ever do. I have done it. I mean, I used to be petrified to do public speaking. Petrified. I mean, the thought of getting in front of people, my hands would get all sweaty, throat would get all dry. But I said, you know what? It's the man in the front of the room that's making the money. That's what I'm trying to be. Can I get there by being scared of the fear? And now I embrace it. If you don't like the spotlight, get on YouTube. You don't like talking to people, you don't like people seeing you, get on podcasts. Get your message out there because people are willing to listen to what you got to say as long as you can help them in their own particular way. So I hope that this message has touched everybody. Like I said, once again, uh, shout out to all the viewers that listened to my last podcast. I really appreciate the feedback. You know, visit my website, you know, masterminharv.co. Um, definitely uh, go to, you know, iTunes, or the Google Play Store, uh, SoundCloud, listen to the stuff there. I'm also going to be giving out a free giveaway. You go to my site, subscribe to it, and you guys will be to get, uh, I travel, do a lot of traveling. I'm doing a special promotion, but you guys can get a free 30 days 
full access to the whole travel platform, discounts, flights, hotels, movie vouchers, uh, meals, you name it. Uh, you better get all of those, all those different deals, man. Really appreciate it. Definitely stay tuned for episode three coming very soon. Until next time, guys, your boy Massimon Harf, signing out.